Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance His kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. All right, and our Monday night life group is canceled, okay? We're going to add an extra life group on Wednesday night. I don't know if that was said or not, so we're going to kind of spread it out going to ask for some volunteers maybe to kind of spread it out a little bit. We had a very great turnout, which is great problems. We were scrounging chairs from everywhere to fit people in life groups. So that's what we want. VKC, if you'd stand up with me. VKC, stand up with me. I got two front rows up here just for you guys. You guys come up here with me. Okay. So I have a big challenge I don't know if I want to use the word compete or not, but my wife did a phenomenal job last time on Family Sunday, so we're going to see if I got what it takes. You guys can sit right here on this front pew, or if you can sit on the floor, however you want. We're going to see if Pastor Noe can keep you interested in a a sermon, in a lesson, okay? So it's Family Sunday. The nursery is open age zero through three. You know, we're going to try to make this as fun and as exciting. It's going to be geared towards the children, but adults, don't go to sleep out there, all right? Because, so uh, it's Family Sunday. So I've heard that you guys have been learning about the Lord's Prayer. Is that correct? Everybody's memorized it? Because you gotta, you got to memorize it to get your candy, right? So, you know, uh, that, that's, is that the priority? Or why do, why, do we, why do we memorize Scripture? Because we like the candy. Yeah, man, I knew somebody was going to say that. What, is it, what does the Bible say? It says we hide the Word of God in our, the Word of God where? In our hearts. Because when the devil comes or when somebody tells you something, you will know the Word of God, and they'll tell you something. You'll be like, no, that's not right. Because the Word of God says... We put it inside of us, and you guys don't realize that. We're just tricking you with candy right now, but we are hiding the word in your heart because it's super important for the rest of your lives. Amen, adults? Don't make me give you candy to make you memorize scripture. So, you know, it, so, the, so the Bible talks about, you know, when it talks about the Lord's Prayer, we look in Matthew 6, it says that when you pray, so that word when, what does that mean? It means that we should pray, Right? How many of you prayed this last week? How many of you forgot to pray this last week? Oh, I got one. I don't know if he's just playing or not or what. Okay. So it's just not about pastors or leaders. It's not just about all of us praying. God wants you guys to pray also. So I have a question for you. What does prayer and brushing your teeth have in common? Have you ever thought about that? Brushing our teeth and praying. What does it have in common? They're both clean. They're both clean? Maybe. What does brushing your teeth and prayer have in common? You have to do it. Who said that? Oh. So brushing your teeth and prayer, it works best when you do it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. You ever heard that? Get up in the morning. You, everybody's going to school this next this Monday, and what do you do? Mom says before you leave, what? Brush your teeth. What happens before you go to sleep? Brush your teeth. So it's just as important that we don't. Just like we brush our teeth every day, we should pray every day. 
That's how those two connect together, okay? So I've really been working hard on memorizing this memory verse, you know, and, and I, I think I have it down. I need a few volunteers to help me this morning. Can somebody come help me? Here, can you hold this and stand right here and face that way? I need somebody else. I need seven volunteers. Come on. All right. When I run out of papers, we're going to be in good shape. All right. All right. Got one? All right, y'all, everybody line up. Go that way. I need one more volunteer. Come on. All right. Stand right here and hold this one. Okay, so hold it out for me so I can read. I've been really, really working hard on this memory verse. I think I got it right. Okay, so this is how it goes. For yours is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Is that how it goes? Is that how you learned it? That's how I learned it. So I learned. Did I learn it completely wrong? Yeah. That's not how it goes. Oh, okay. All right. So I need so I need some help. So which one goes first? Which one? The one that Kevin has. Okay. No, not the one that Kevin has. Okay. Okay. Come over here. So that one goes first. Okay. So is it right now? Should I read it again, or we still need to make some adjustments before I read it? This isn't right. This isn't how you memorized it? You're sure? Y'all memorized it, right? Let me see. Now is it right? Wait a minute. Croy, are you in the right spot? Don't know. <laughs> what you got? That one's right. That one's right. I think it might be better now. Okay, so... So is it right? Okay, so I should start reading from this side, right? That's what you told me? Read it from this way, that way? That's the last one? Do I have, to, I have to say the verse last or I can say it first? You can say it first. How are they teaching you back there? <laughs> because if I just start reading it and I don't tell them where to turn, they can't turn their Bible to it. Mm-hmm. Teach you that. Hey, let's go over here to the front. <laughs> If I just start reading, you say, where's that verse at? Okay, so I need, I need some help. Who's a good reader? You can't, you can't read it because you're holding the card. Who's a good reader for me? You are? Can you read? Can she read? Okay. All right. Go over there and start on that side and talk in this mic and read it. Page by page. Go ahead. Read it. Matthew. Matthew. Chapter 6, verse 9 and 13. That's right. Now read the next one for me, baby. Right here. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. All right, keep going. You're doing great. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Keep going. Give us, give us this day our daily bread. For yours is the kingdom and the Hey, this is how you told me to line up. I should move. Okay, read Croy's. And forgive us our debts. Good job. As we forgive our debtors. There you go, baby. And do not 
lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. One. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Great job. All right, y'all can go sit back down. Great job, baby. All right, y'all can go sit back down. Thank you so much for your help. Okay, now I don't know if that counts for her getting her candy, but I would give it to her. One. 100%. So we're going to we're going to look at this we're going to look at this passage, you know, from from Matthew 6. So it talks about, you know, uh it's it's the process of how God has taught taught us to pray. So let's go ahead and put that up there and we'll read it all together. Matthew Matthew 6 9 through 13. Okay? Go to that other picture slide for me. It has the whole thing on there. We can all look at it at one time. So it says, this is the Lord's Prayer. That's what, the, that's what they call it in the Bible, and that's what most people will talk, to, talk being it about. So it says, let's all read it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. That one's wrong because it's supposed to, supposed to say the verse first, okay? So when we look at it, the first thing that it says, it says, our Father in heaven. Okay, so I have a question for you. You guys, you, you guys know who Samuel Cassidy and Grace are, right? So, so who, are, who are these? My kids, right? Okay, so if those are my kids, how do they see me? Who am I to them? Okay, so are you sure? Am I sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay, so you can go to that next picture. So we see that those are my children and, you know, and I am their father. So think about it. When, when we say uh, our Father in heaven, okay, that's kind of a weird way to say it, right? But when my children talk to me, do you think that they say, Pastor Noe? No. Is that how they refer to me or do they say, Mr. Noe? What do they say? I say dad. Dad, daddy, something like that, right? They refer to me as daddy, okay? So that's something that we have to, we have to be reminded of, that when this is saying our Father in heaven, it is saying daddy God in heaven. That's how we are instructed to pray because it, there's relationship. You have to see yourself as a child of God. And if you see yourself as a child of God, then you can refer to God as daddy. The, the passage talks about, you guys have ever heard Abba? The word Abba, Father? That is saying, Daddy God, okay? It's a very intimate thing, right? Because just to say, if my children said, Pastor Noe or Mr. Noe, that would just be very awkward. Mr. Noe. Mr. Noe. I'd probably be like, I'm your dad, right? <laughs> you know, we think about it, right? But they refer to me because there's a relationship. There's intimacy. And they have the right as my children to say, Daddy. So as children of God, you have that same right to say, Daddy God in heaven. That's how we should pray, Daddy God in heaven. You know, so we start our prayer like that. We say, Daddy God. You know, so the next part that we talk about, it says, hallowed be your name. What does the word hallowed mean? You don't know? 
Hallowed. Why would we put such a complicated, weird word in there? What does it mean? Holy. Right on. That is awesome. That's what it means. It means holy is your name. It says, it says, it says so daddy God, holy are you. So that's what it's talking about. It's saying, you are my dad and you are holy. Those are the two things that it's talking about. You know, so, uh, you know, the word holy, it means, you know, you know, God is, you guys talked about the word reverent, right? Reverent, set apart, right? These different phrases of what, you know, look, looking at God, what it is, worthy of our respect, full of wonder and awe. This is the, when we say the word holy, it's a super, super special place in our heart, okay? It's something that is, uh, that is reserved just for God. You know, it's putting God in that special place, you know, uh, where nothing or no one else deserves that place. So when we look at this chair, what is this word? Can somebody read this? Reserved. Reserved. So what does that mean? What does the word reserved mean? It's already taken, right? So if I say this, this seat is already reserved, but it is reserved for somebody very, very special. Okay? So can somebody read that for me? The God chair. The God chair. With, quotes. With quotes. Okay? So if I call this the God chair, who do you think is supposed to sit in this chair? God. So what happens if I sit in this chair? Am I supposed to sit in this chair? If it's God's? So let me, let me tell you something. So... So here's an example. I'm not God, but we're going to pretend, right? If this is God's chair and God is sitting in this chair, come up here, Kevin. Can you sit in this chair without sitting on my lap? You cannot sit in a chair where God is already sitting. How? That ain't sitting in it. Smart guy, right? You know, you cannot sit in this chair if God is in that place, but but what happens when we don't put God in this chair in our lives, in our heart? That you can take his place. Well, I can take it? Or what else can I put in this chair that will replace God? Sin. Sin? Hope not. But possible. What, is, what, are, what, are, what are some things that we put in here? How about our friends? We put our friends before God sometimes, right? <coughs> sometimes we even put family. We say our family is more important than God, right? So we put our family. So Kevin is my brother. And I put him in this chair, but whose chair is this? It's God's chair. Only reserved for who? Only God. So Kevin, get out of the chair, right? I can't put family even in that chair. But we do it all the time. How about entertainment? Things that we have fun, video games, all of these things that are more important. We put them in the God chair. Okay? So this chair is reserved only for God. What are some things that we put in that chair besides God? Yourself, what else? Anything else that you kiddos can think of? Your dog? Maybe. That dog might jump right in that chair because that dog can't read. Right, what else? Your friends. Your friends are a big one, right? Video games. Your addictions? Man, we're getting deep now. You hear what these kids are saying? Parents say, I gotta go to the restroom. This is a kid, this is a this is a kid service. Hey, you even even from infants, God can speak forth truth. Okay, so so we have to make sure that this is reserved only for God. So the next part that that passage says, it says, Your kingdom come and your will be done on, on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to understand that there is a kingdom of this world and there is a heavenly kingdom. 
It sounds pretty cool, right? This sounds like an intense, awesome movie. Kingdom of this world, kingdom of heaven. And, you know, and, you know the kingdom power needs to be re- released within the earth. Okay, so when we want, we, this, when we begin to pray like this, it is praying that, God, I want what you want. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Do you hear any prayers saying, my kingdom and my will, or it says your kingdom and your will? So when it uses the word your, who's it talking about? God. God all the time, right? God's kingdom, God's will, that his perfect will may be done. Okay? So, so we, have to, uh, we have to realize that uh, we want what God wants, not necessarily what we want. When we pray God's kingdom, we're praying heaven come to earth, God's perfect plan, uh, not my plan, right? You know, and this is, this is a prayer that is saying, God, I can't do this without you. I can't do this without you. Can you kiddos say that with me? Say, God, God. I can't do this without you. That's when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth just like it is in heaven. You know, then it goes on to say, uh, give us today our daily bread. So how often do you eat? Daily, multiple times per day, or you just eat once? How often do you eat? All the time, as Croy says. All the time. Three meals and a whole bunch of snacks. Too much, said a lot of the adults, right? Six times a day. So, so we eat more than once, right? You know, it's not something that we do just once. So uh, this is something we do daily. So do you think in this passage where Jesus was saying, give us today our daily bread, do you think God is talking about the food we eat every day? No, he's talking about the, his body. He's just, you know, the so, so he's saying eat his body every day. Not typically, right? So what is he saying? You know, so, so it's, it's what it's saying is that give us this day what we need to sustain us, to satisfy us, to fill us up. How many after you eat a whole lot, you're really, really full? Right? You are. When you eat a lot, you are full. What Jesus, what Jesus is saying in this passage is give me this day my daily bread. Give me what I need moment by moment, day by day, so that in my spirit that I would be full. Okay? But this is talking about something spiritual. So what, what do we eat that is our daily bread the spiritual things, not candy, spiritual things, okay? Let's look at this, because Jesus was applying it. So read in our Bible, prayer, worship, 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 faith, building our faith. How do we build our faith? By reading what? The Bible. So it's all of these things that are filling us up in our spirit, and this is something that's super, super important, not just for the young ones, for the adults also. I'm not losing y'all back there, right? You're okay? It applies to you also, okay? So moment by moment, day by day, we got to take spiritual food. We should all be doing this every single day. And then it goes on to this, it uses this weird word, then it says, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Debtors, can you say debtors? Trespasses? What are trespasses? Negative. Trespasses are sins. <laughs> or are, are <laughs> Awesome. 
People who walk on your property, let me realign y'all, okay. So debts are sins, transgressions, things that, that do not please God. Like I said, things that are in this chair that are not supposed to be there are our debts. Things, things that we owe, things that we have to, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sin or a failure. It's something that we don't have right before God. So first it says, forgive who? Us. Us. And then it says, forgive who? As we, because we have, we have supposedly done what forgiven them of their sins also, right? Let's look at, let's look at a passage real quick. Matthew 18, 21 through 22. So in this passage, it says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? So this is the question he, he has. And then his answer is, what does he say? Up to, go like this, seven times. You know, and then Jesus answers, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Who is really, really good at math? What's seven times seven? 49. Okay, so it says 49 times. So do we think Jesus was really saying, after someone sins against you 49 times, if they sin against you 49 and a half, you don't have to forgive them? Do you think that's what he was saying? What was he really saying? That's right. You guys hear that? It doesn't matter how many times they sin against you, you forgive him. That is the principle that Jesus was talking about here. Man, those VKC teachers got it going on. Getting some good answers here. So 70 times 7, as much as it takes. Say that after me. Say, as much as it takes. What if, what if you don't feel like forgiving them? Okay, that's right. You still got to do it, okay? So, so Acts, when we look at Acts 20, 35, it says, it is better to give than to receive. So if we look at this picture, have you ever been in this predicament? Yes. It's your birthday. You got the best toy you ever had. Somebody steals it. That's what he says. <laughs> Tries to take it from me, and we don't want to let loose of it, right? So how many of you, that scripture says it is better to give than to receive, okay? We can either share or we can, or we can hold it and keep it, keep it to ourselves. So how many of you love to share your new toys with others? You love to share with others. You love to share? So if you had a brand new baby doll, you would share it with everybody? Sometimes. You share all the time. Only once we don't want to play with it anymore sometimes, right? So really deep down, if we're really, really honest, sometimes we don't want to share, right? It's mine. It's what I've been wanting. It's for me. It's my birthday. I do what I want. When I'm done, you can have the dinosaur. But often, look what's, look what's happening right here. They're fighting over that one. Look what's on the floor right in front of them. A dinosaur. Another toy. Another toy. So, so, so in the Bible, he says, it is better to give than to receive. When we give of what we have, God always gives us more. It is ble it's, it's a good thing to give rather than to receive. But I know it's challenging because even as adults, there's things we don't want to share. 
You ever had a brand new truck you didn't want to let anybody drive? Oh, yes. A brand new seat that was reserved for dad only? Yes. <laughs> you know, all of these things that mine, 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 right? Hey. It's the same motive. I mean, if I ask you parents the same question, you're going to be in that same. I don't like to share. It's something that in our nature from the womb, what do babies do? Who, who, has, who has little bitty, little baby brother or little baby sister that's younger than you? What do they do when they want something? They scream. They cry. So soon as you are born, there is a need to want things, to have things. And really, if we would really look at it, we're willing to scream and cry and act crazy because of our selfish nature, because of what I want. Yes, sir. I guess I know that now. Is that factual? I don't even know. <laughs> I think I've seen tears come out of somewhere. All right, let's keep moving. So we fight over those toys, right? You know, so we have to realize when we, when we say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us, what we are really saying is saying, I'm sorry, and God forgives us. And we should also forgive others. So say this with me, because this is hard to, do, to say sometimes. Say, I forgive you. I forgive. All right, adults, you're all in on this one, too, because we don't like to do that. All right, all together. One, two, three. I forgive you. There's not? Did you see him? You saw him, Jace? Which one didn't say it? I'll make them say it again, a few of them. Let's try one more time, because Jay said somebody out there didn't say it. One more time, <laughs> all right? One, two, three. I forgive you. That is one of the most powerful phrases you can ever use, guys, because it, for, it releases forgiveness, and when we release forgiveness, we can receive forgiveness. It's, it's a super powerful principle that I think we're just barely scratching the surface of, but it's super important. Okay, I forgive you. That's something we need to say often. Then, it, then the next part of that passage, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What do you think this passage is saying? So peer pressure or them trying to tempt you to do something that's not right. This is the best way I know how to explain this part. When we say, lead me not into temptation, it is saying, not today, devil. Okay? Not being forced to fall into the devil's plan. We have to understand that God has a plan and the devil has a plan. So when we, when, we, when, we begin, when we begin to, when we pray this prayer out, it is saying that, you know, do not allow me to be led into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. That word evil one, who is it talking about? The devil. The devil. So we, ha we have to be, a, I heard you back there, but the devil, right? So we have to be aware of that, that it's saying, you know, do not allow the plans of the enemy to affect my life. So you guys say this with, with me. Not today, devil. That's what this passage is really talking about, right? It's saying not today. So when we, when we pray like this, it allows God to do his part and for us to do our part. 
So the enemy does not want God helping you because when God helps you, you know what happens? The devil loses every single time. When God helps you, the devil loses how often? Every single time. He's never been successful, right? He thought he had it all together and God threw him down. That's right. Man, you get some educated kids. It says the devil used to be an angel. Super book? And our kid's going to be preaching one day. Oh, I believe that baby. Did you hear her words? Can y'all hear her? She says, I want to be a pastor. She says, I think, I think every kid wants to be a pastor. I'll take that as a prophetic word and, and speak that over you because I think there needs to be many more than there are. Maybe. You just keep preaching that word, baby, and it'll be good. Keep your composure, Noe, and keep going. Praise God. So we have to know that God never loses you know, we are all, we always, and we always want to be on his team. Like, if you could be picked for God's team, you always want to be on that team because that team always, always wins every single time, okay? So what does it say? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means not today, Satan, and that when, we, when we're part of God's team, he never fails and will always be victorious, right? So then that final part, it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So what does this part remind us of? It reminds us of heaven and that God will always be the ruler of heaven. That's right. That God is the biggest big dog in the whole wide world. It's bigger than that one. Okay. It reminds us that he's strong, that he's mighty, that he is the greatest superhero after ever. Do you guys have a superhero who's your favorite? Yes. Who is it? Aquaman. Aquaman, why? He can breathe underwater. That's all he can do is breathe underwater? Is he strong or anything like that? Oh, he can control the ocean. I know a God that can control the oceans, just like that. I know, I know a God, I know a God who formed, formed the oceans. I don't know, but I know God can. How about another superhero? Is there another superhero who's your favorite? Cyborg? What's so awesome about Cyborg? Robot parts. I don't know how to segue that one. Except God takes your heart of stone and he replaces it with a heart of flesh. All right. I don't know if I should ask any more questions. Which one? Who's your favorite superhero? Jesus and God. Man, girl. Jesus and God. All right. So this next picture that I have, you know, I've really, I've seen it posted multiple places, and it's super, super powerful. So in this thing, Jesus is sitting in the middle around all these other superheroes, and he explains to him, because you, you know, Thor and Iron Man, you have all these heroic moments, Right? And Jesus sits down with him and he says, let me tell you this whole story. And then he concludes and says, and that is how I saved the world. One of my friends, Keegan, he has a t-shirt. Just like that? I should get a t-shirt like that and wear it on a Sunday. 
I think it's super awesome because Jesus is the greatest superhero ever. Can you say that? Say ever. ever. My superhero is better than your superhero. God's better? Who's better, God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? Okay, I like that answer. <laughs> Let's conclude by looking at this passage one more time together. Look at, look at Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Let's all say it together one more time. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So in, in, in closing, you're like, that's it? That's it on a family Sunday. Because I know if we drag it much longer. It'll be a stressful experience. But I feel these kiddos are doing awesome. So when we pray, we have to begin to, to, to focus on this Lord's Prayer and work it into our prayer life. Okay, this isn't something that we just memorize to get, a, to get some candy. This is something that we, that we learn and we hide it in our heart. And as we begin to pray, does, does, your, does your mom and dad ever ask you to pray? Okay, so if any time they ever ask you to pray and you don't know what to pray, if you would begin to pray the Lord's Prayer, it will always be an awesome prayer because it covers everything. It puts God at his place. It keeps God in the chair. It says nothing, no, nothing is to sit in this chair except God. That's what that prayer is saying. It's saying, help, help, me, help me not be led into temptation. Help me not to fall into sin today. Help me to be nourished spiritually. And then it closes by saying, God, I declare you as the bestest ever superhero and the king of my life and the king of my heart. Amen? You guys know this Jesus that I'm talking about? You guys have met him? It's hard to follow? It's our father. Our father. That's right. So we can approach, we can approach God and we can say what? We can say, Daddy, God in heaven? Right? Are you guys stand up with me this morning? There's something we can all learn from this. And it's about principles in the word of God that really are solid. I mean, it covers every basis of everything we're going to experience in a, in a day. But I believe that this prayer is something that should be focused on and we should pray daily, right? How often do you brush your teeth? Preferably in the morning and preferably at night. Once a year, I hope not. That dentist will love you. So, so parents, that goes for you also. This is not something, we don't want to just teach our children what to do. We want to model it at home also. You know, I was talking to somebody about that. I said, it's one thing to tell them what to do. It's another thing for them to see what you do. Because if you, you, whether if you realize it or not, your children will become what you are. And what you do in moderation, they will do in excess. So let's say that you're a person of prayer. Well, man, I sure want my child praying in excess. Let's say we don't pray or we're lazy or we're not disciplined. Our children could possibly do that in excess. And every, every parent's like, well, I don't want that. Well, suck it up, buttercup, and be disciplined. <laughs> I don't want 
model what, you, what you're teaching your children. Apply the same principles that you're ingraining in your children. And I hope that it's not just our, our children's workers that are establishing these principles in your children. I hope that the model is starting at home and as the church, we co-labor with you to raise godly children who the enemy fears because they're being raised in the understanding of the word. They're hiding the word in their heart. They will not be swayed by false doctors, but they will know what the word of God is and they will stand firmly upon it. And for the ones that say, I want to be a pastor, I want to teach and have all these giftings and callings, we call them forth in Jesus' name, that they would be all that God has called them to be. So let's pray for these children and then I'm going to pray corporately for all of us and then we'll get out of here. You guys just stretch your hands out to them. Father, we thank you for each child here that really represents a a mighty warrior in your kingdom. Father, I pray that as you continually instill things into their life, God, that you would grow them uh, in in that reverent, holy fear of who you are. God, that the word of God would just just transform their lives. Father, I pray for the, the, the roots of salvation to go deep that they would never sway and they would never flounder, God, and turn away from the truth, but they would live all the days of their life uh, uh, being a follower of you. Father, that we would be uh, intentional about uh, focusing on them, instilling truths in them, but also, God, releasing them to be all that God has called them to be. And Father, I thank you for the church today, everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that today that we would all be challenged to pray in a way, to, to apply this Lord's Prayer to our daily prayer life. God, that we would know that reading your word, praying, Lord, all of these spiritual principles are something we need to do every single day. And Father, every time that we do it, it's always rewarding because we have met with you. Father, if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know you as Daddy God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in a real way. Father, that you would just uh, soften our hearts. Forgive us where we failed you. And Father, that you would just continue to work and move in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.